Hey folks, this is No Red Tape. I'm Mark, and today we're going to have a conversation with a great, great friend of mine. He's an actor, he's a writer, entertainer, he's really just conquering the world one project at a time, let me tell you. And uh, now he's branching out into music, and in this conversation we go in depth about him finding his way into comedy and acting, what his influences have been, and finally him opening up about this new music single he's about to drop. So most recently, you'd catch him as Richie in the comedy drama The King of Staten Island, starring Pete Davidson, and uh, which was directed by Judd Apatow. That came out earlier this year. And currently, he's a writer on Jimmy Kimmel. So, without further ado, here's my conversation with the fantastic and bold Lou Wilson. to No Red Tape. This is Mark Laird, your host as always. I'm with my good buddy, Lou Wilson. How you doing, Lou? Doing well, Mark. How are you? Great. I'm glad we finally got that uh, short figured out. We were... Uh, oh, finally. Oh, my gosh. Man. We... But here's the thing. I could listen to that intro music all day. That's a fun... <laughs> I love that. That's a thanks, really... man. I was going for those chill groovy, vibes. Man. No, thanks, That's man. Groovy. I That's love it. Tome. Amen. So... Dude, I haven't seen you in a while. What, what have you been up to, man? Has has uh, COVID been treating you? I guess this... it's been a wild one. Yeah, uh, for sure. It's definitely been like a a long journey from like you know. I think those like openings, those opening days of like fear and just kind of like questioning and every day kind of wondering what this is and what is this going to be to like you know kind of putting a hand on it and like deciding what this is going to be, at least for me personally, what I can make of this moment. Um, But, you know, I'm happy to say that I'm like doing well now. It's like my family's healthy and that's all I can ask for. Uh, Amazing, man. I mean, you doing good. Yeah. Keep it up. Dude, I'm keeping up. You know, everybody's, everybody's kind of in the same boat. We're all just trying to get through it, grind out the best way Mm -hmm. we can, see each other on the other side. And hopefully nobody we love and are close to gets sick or kind of gets, uh, you know, hit with this thing, this wild thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I guess in the meantime, dude, you've been staying creative. You've been you've been doing some you stuff and up some up to some stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm trying to, trying to. Yeah. Um, Putting the team on yeah, your back man, for us all. It. Hey, it's been a it's been a journey. <laughs> it was like you know, I just had I, when you got this much time to think, right? Uh, something's gonna come of it. All right. Well, well, for for everybody listening that doesn't know, Lou is an amazing entertainer, actor, comedian, just everything rolled into one. You can be successful at in the entertainment world. This guy is trying it all and and definitely striking, striking the okay, the pitch. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, why don't you tell everybody a, a bit about your background, Lou? Like, uh, go in depth of, yeah. you know, how how kind of you came to have this passion and this love for entertainment in general and just uh, kind of, you know, take us back a, back a couple chapters. Okay. You uh, you want me to uh, weave you a tail, Mark? Dude, you uh, spin me a yarn. A tail, spin me a yarn. I'll spin you a damn yarn. Uh, <laughs> Love it. But yeah, you know, I grew up in L.A. Um, and I grew up, like, I, I always enjoy, I think I had, like, uh, people when I was growing up, 
describe me as obnoxious. Mm. And I think that it, I just, it was because I had that energy in me that was like, I want to be in people's, I want to be in people's faces. Yeah. Um, you know, not in like a. Did you feel uh, like you had I to mean, be I the guess, center of attention? Sorry to interrupt. No, of course. Uh, yeah, kind of like that. I think it was that kind of energy of like, I wanted people to be paying attention to me. Yeah. Um, but I hadn't curated it and like uh, shaped it and molded it into like the skills that I now have. So at that time, it was just me doing dumb shit, trying to get people <laughs> to look at me. What's um, the what's the craziest uh, shit you did when you were a kid? Oh, uh, I mean, I did a bunch of dumb shit. I like uh, I once licked a bus pole for 64 cents in high school. Uh, <laughs> I Dude. once. Uh, I got me and my friend, our mutual friend, Jeremy pulled over. Cause I was whipping quarters out of our, uh, <laughs> leaning out of a car window, just whipping quarters at a friend's car, uh, near the convention center. What do you mean by whipping quarter uh, corners or quarters? Like, like, like just chucking. Oh, no way. Okay. All right. Yeah. Like court tossing loose change in a friend's car got it uh and leaning out the window while doing so and if you can believe it a police officer decided that that was a problem um and so it was like dumb shit like that and it wasn't until high school that i found like improv and comedy and these things that i was like okay cool i can now create a space where i am that like where i become that thing Mm -hmm. where i get to be that person that's like me me like i want eyes on me and i think it was like healthy for me because it was like great there i act like that and i do those things and then i go back to my normal life and i get to ask i like it to be a more fucking grounded whole human being yeah um, do you do you remember specific like do you can you picture in your head like the do you have a specific moment that that kind of came over you that you realized like holy crap this is this is it this is this is a fun thing that i want to kind of keep Keep, I don't know if you knew you wanted to pursue it yet, but something you kind of wanted to hone in on. I remember I liked, I honestly think that the things that drove me to it initially were more social. Like, I don't think, I think all of this kind of like uh, headspace understanding is very like, is more like college post-collegiate oh, 100%, realizations yeah. of like, oh, this is why I felt that way. I think like in the beginning it was, I loved the friends I made doing it. And I loved that we, I loved doing it with that. It was like the yeah. community aspect of it that I think I lo- fell in love with first. And then, uh, and then it wasn't until I started doing like theatrical stuff of like the plays at the school. That was the first time I think I started getting, because when I did like the comedy sports and the improv stuff, it was always this kind of like vibe of like, um, it was like, it felt like our little crew and it felt like, Mm. it felt like the people who liked it were our friends and they would be like, Lou, you're so funny. And I would be like, thanks guys. Um, Like you do this. I do. It's kind of like, what's a good example. It's like, if it's like people who do something, it's like people who do a very specific thing, telling each other that they like it. Uh, like, but like most of the world and society are is like kind of like, what is this? What are you talking about? What is improv? Yeah. Um, it wasn't until I started doing plays and kind of getting the like feedback from that of like I would like go into my algebra two classroom and Mr. Pascal would be like, 
did everyone see the play? Lou was fantastic. And I was <laughs> calling kind of, you and out. That was kind of this weird, like, Oh, okay. I like, this is that, that kind of feeling is something I was like, that's where, Drawn to. that's where, yeah, exactly. That's where performance and I connected was in that kind of, when that feedback loop started kind of resonating of like, Oh, when I do like the way people receive me in this space is very potent and something that I, yeah. Uh, so that I, I, that I want more of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you kind of fell in love with uh, the positive feedback of people kind of started to notice you and kind of being drawn to you because you had this certain skill, a certain passion that you were exhibiting, right? Exactly. Killer. Um, and then you so, but, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Is, hey, man, this is this is no red tape. That's right. right you got questions. That's right. You ask. Them. Well, dude, I'm going to I'm going to uh, plug you a little bit and then and, and talk to you as much as I can. Yeah. Um, so, so what, so for people that don't know, as far as improv goes, explain to them kind of what improv is and and kind of how you found your way. You mentioned you started with improv and then found your way to kind of theater and then you obviously have blossomed from there, but, but, uh, kind of what is the nature of improv for people that have never seen it? Yeah. So improv is entirely improvised, uh, made up on the spot. Yeah. Ad living, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Uh, whatever your preferred word for there's nothing and then we made something up Hmm. um but yeah i uh yes it's 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 much like a like a play it's like a scene uh Mm -hmm. but there it's not scripted at all we take a suggestion or a word or an idea or some kind of prompt from the audience and then uh and then create something entirely original and new in the space that we're in uh based on that and using that information um uh, and f- it's uh, much like the show, uh, whose, uh, whose line is it anyway? Yeah, exactly. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Yes. The, the classic. Um, so yeah, that, and, uh, and kind of, I started in short form, which is like whose line, which is like games, mm. uh, like systems, a lot of like a lot going on of maybe somebody with a whistle, uh, kind of instructing the action of what's happening. Uh, but would later, and for most of my career have been doing performing long form improv, which is, uh, which is more formless, more scenic, Mm. uh, more like a, more like a more play like and like that we are doing these like extended scenes yeah more character based playing a game exactly yeah 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 so so you went from improv you started doing these plays man you getting these this positive feedback everybody's starting to notice you everybody's like who's lou who's lou what's this guy exactly. and then my all of my teachers are like who's lou, who's lou? <laughs> yeah because yeah. um, all these people that doubt you they just have no idea who that guy is in the back of the class um exactly um but anyway so so you went from that and then I, I guess when was the point in your life, you know, that you were like, holy shit, I need to take this to the next level. I need to kind of pursue this as a career or at least try because yeah. you growing up in L.A., I'm sure you're aware that so many people fail and so many people try yeah. it and they don't, you know, um, stay true to it and, and kind of fall off the deep end. So what kind of made you. I guess have that initiative. Where where that positivity and that passion come from, Lou? Come on, man. Where did that where did it come from, Mark? Yeah, well, let man. me tell you. It's uh sophomore year of college. Okay. Uh, I can it's literally like it's like December. Oh shit, we're getting 20- specific. Okay. Well, I know well it's like a very specific moment. Oh, I love it. Um, I love it. Yeah. Uh because it's it's like sophomore year of college because I went to college with the idea that like this is you can't do this. Yeah. Like 
I think like you said of like I know the odds on this one and they're insane. So yeah. we're not I, like I'm not gonna go to that table. Uh, I'm gonna I'll, we'll we'll fucking play one of the other games. With a, we'll go play blackjack. I'm not gonna go fucking waste money at roulette. Uh, so I like yeah. went to college with the idea of like I was gonna major in communications, get my okay. degree, go into public relations. So that was the uh, kind of the backup plan. Exactly. Or the forward plan at first, but then became a backup plan, yeah. Exactly. I'm going to go be creative in a corporate environment. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find the job that has the most creativity, but also stability, and that's going to be my life. And uh, But I was doing improv, and I was really loving it, and I was doing well. Especially, like, my sophomore year of college, it was like this, like uh, – it's kind of like uh, I, what I've heard about, like, poker players of, like – new poker players do really well because mm. they don't they don't they're not thinking about it they like are they're not they're not they're like more impulsive schema. exactly they're, yeah. they're not as like thought methodical yet mm. so they kind of freak other poker players out uh because they're just like what I, i'm not i don't know yet um and i feel like i kind of had that like uh i don't know you of like i think sophomore year i was like unreal i was like i was doing very well at improv because it was so i was really just giving my all to it and i think it was also this space where i was like i can this is where i'm myself um and uh yeah that i remember after the first semester things were going great i went home i watched uh, I watched the seasons of 30 rock that were out oh yeah and i watched the seasons of community that were out and I remember watching these shows and being like, this has to be the most fun in the world. There's like no way this isn't the most fun. Yeah. Making television, comedic television with your friends, laughing every day, like creating something so uh, so joyful. I was like, there's no way this isn't the best job in the world. Mm. And I, based on what I have, based on the fact that I'm from Los Angeles, based on the fact that so much of it happens here, we got to at least take a shot. Like worst case scenario, we go to law school in five years. Like, let's do it. Uh, but that, of course, it wasn't enough for me. So I called my good friend, Jeremy Colhane, and I said, <laughs> hey, Jeremy, uh, will you do this with me? Mm. Will you move out to L.A.? We'll live in our parents' houses. We'll try and make it work. If it doesn't work in five years, we'll figure something else out. Mm. And he was like, yeah. Let's do it. And so from that point, I moved. I went back to Boston. I hit up the theater department. I asked if I could minor in theater. I started like putting the pieces together. Uh, I started researching where I could perform outside of the school in Boston, like proper, so I could start like performing at a real theater. Right. And I found one, found like a nonprofit theater in Cambridge that had like general auditions for people. So I auditioned there uh, and like went to work on like preparing myself to make this my life when I graduated. Um, and a lot of this, you know, the improv theater thing worked out by like the beginning of my senior year, I was performing there regularly. Mm. Um, and I, uh, I was performing there regularly. Uh, I ended up not minoring in theater cause I wanted to go to uh, Italy more than I wanted to minor in theater. Um, <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to fault uh, you for that one. Yeah. 
I mean, it was it was weird. I only t- took one acting class, and I never did a play in college. I people asked me to do really, this, but I my I had you know I had pretty high anxiety that I wasn't aware of at the time. So like mm. auditioning was like a insane thing for me. So I remember I like oh me as well, man. Sides for, yeah. for one of the plays, and I was like, I can't do this. I'm not. No, absolutely not. Right. So uh, I just stuck to improv, but I started. But I don't know. That's where like the found. I just started building a foundation. And that thing about poker players that I said was because my like junior year and my senior year, I think I had I got like kind of I I like stopped being free. Mm. As I stopped being as free with my art because it started being like okay, now it needs to be good. And it started like getting in my. I started like getting in my own head. I think like yeah. theoretically, I was better. And I, I bet I was funnier, but it didn't feel as good because I was now approaching it from this very methodical place of like, uh, we need to be, we need to be consistent and we need to be finding a rhythm and we need to be do, we need to be showing growth. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the beginning sophomore year of college that winter break. Once Jeremy Colhane confirms that we're in, uh, that's the yeah. beginning of the, the climb. Wow. So you mentioned you had this like growing period where you kind of took it seriously and, and started to kind of think technically about what you were doing a little bit. Um, yeah. I, I, I've had some of those periods as well for me. And for me, it was it's just so frustrating at times because like you say, you, you kind of like lose this ability to be free as much with your art. Um, you kind of are like, yeah. oh, shit. Like that, that wasn't that good because of this reason, this reason. And then you get in your head. And oftentimes for me, it's like you, you hit like a a hump or a hill where it's it was like, oh man, I feel like I'm just getting worse <laughs> instead yeah, of getting better 100%. for sure. Yeah. 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 You're, and, and it really fucks with your head because you get into this place where you're like, I can't, what am I thinking? Yes. Uh, I can't, there's no way I can do this because mm. I now, now that I'm taking it seriously, now that I'm paying attention, I'm seeing my inconsistencies and those are going to kill me if I can't overcome them. And I don't know yeah. so much of art is about um, so much of like making art and doing art is about uh, embracing those inconsistencies and those flaws and not not er- not erasing them, but rather uh, figuring out how you how you either get around them or use them. Uh, like that's that that was kind of I feel like for me what like like I don't know. I think I went through a period of being like, I can't make my mistakes go away. And that's why I shouldn't do this. And I would like to believe that I'm now in more of a place where it's not about making my mistakes go away, but it's about mm. living with my mistakes and thriving with my mistakes, mm. understanding that like inconsistency is a part of art. And that's just, it's never perfect. We're not, we're not like figuring out the code for a computer where we're trying to find a way to evoke emotion in others. Um, and that's just, you can't, uh, yeah, that's, there's no, there's no perfect line of code for that. That's every time going to hit that. Exactly. Exactly. And you, it definitely can, you can get in your head about, um, how you feel you're doing versus mm-hmm. what the audience or the person receiving whatever you're giving is, is feeling because mm-hmm. sometimes you don't feel it, but they may be feeling it. And you're just like, well, exactly. <laughs> it really, uh, it can mess with you if you, if you let it for sure. Yeah. So 100%. You, you mentioned earlier, um, and I'm, I'm sure everybody, every artist kind of has a little bit of social anxiety or a little bit of anxiety as far as when it comes to auditions or, or yeah. when the pressure is on, like how did that develop for you? I mean, I, I didn't, you know, when you, 
you meet the great Lou Wilson, you, do, you don't realize um, <laughs> that he would ever Insane. be capable of such, you know, just mere mortal emotions like that. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, how did that come about? And like, how, what did, how have you kind of like fought that off? Uh, so you mean like with regard to like specifically auditioning, auditioning, yeah, just anxiety in general. I think so many people, especially right now in COVID, you know, mm-hmm. being without a lot of social interaction, stuff like that, maybe developing some sort of that. But I think across the yeah. board, just society in general has become very much aware of just social anxiety. So yeah, yeah, yeah just kind of speaking to that. I mean, I don't know. I think it, so it all comes from like, I have like massive like body issues of like, I grew up being like morbidly obese. I was like, I weighed like 350 pounds when mm. I was like a sophomore in college. And, uh, you know, I think I, I grew up with all these like insane, not insane, but like, if anything, very well curated by our society, uh, expectations and thoughts of myself as being like wrong or broke or like, yeah, of being wrong that like, to be in my form was wrong. Mm. And so I like, yeah, I just have these like crazy ideas about, I had all these crazy ideas of like what people think of me when I walk into a room, what people think of me when I do this or like, uh, like I used to not be able to like, I used to feel like really weird about walking into like a store, like a Crombie and Fitch or like a Hollister yeah, because I was like, all the people in here who work here are going to look at me. Right. He doesn't belong here. Almost thinking, thinking? were you thinking of yourself kind of like a third person almost like seeing yourself through? Yeah, exactly. Okay. I was constantly picturing the ideas of others, Mm. like what thoughts people were putting on me. Um, And, you know, I think that like very much just carried over into my creative work of like, uh, what do oh people think that I think that this is funny and what does that say about me and what are they going to say about me because of that? Mm. Um, And so, uh, but I don't know, I think like it took me like senior year of college, I discovered therapy and that's like Mm. where I kind of got this label of anxiety. And then it's like uh, once I had that, it just became about, um, understanding that grounding, like, you know, understanding that, knowing that, and, you know, as, as much as I can reminding myself when I have the space and bandwidth to that, like that feeling, those thoughts are coming from that place. Um, and it's definitely not been easy. I think in my, I think in like creative spaces, I've generally, it's, I think it's been much harder in my social and like in my social life and like right. my personal life. But I think in my creative life, I've had, I think I do a good job of surrounding myself with people who I, whose opinions I trust and who are grounded mm. and who have, who I can, when I, those feelings begin to arise in me, who I can reach out to and be like, Hey, where am I at? And they will be like a normal place. And I'll be like, great. And I'll hold on to that for dear life. And, keep pushing forward definitely definitely that's good stuff man so how how do you think you master it when it comes to auditioning because so many probably young performers out there kind of going through a lot of anxiety when it comes to auditioning or having you know when you get that call back or something like that when you're when you're trying to attain a role how do you get out of your own way i had i had a friend because you know like many actors when i started the game Mm. it was all self-tapes and I, I guess maybe there was a time before filming yourself at home wasn't so easy that like self tapes probably weren't as popular. But you know, I think like I started this game like in the beginning of like when I don't know if it was the I don't know when the self tape era started, but self tapes yeah. were huge when uh-huh. I was in it. And so, 
for me, I had the friend who I used to make all my self tapes with, who's doing this very like profound thing to me, which is just like, you know, man, you're always just trying to give them a vibe. Mm. That's the, that's the, that's it, right? There's no world in which the thing that the reason you don't get a call back is because you didn't say you didn't land that line right is because you didn't look exactly where your eye line wasn't exactly where it was supposed to be. Mm. All of those like minutia things that you watch, that you see, that you go, this is bad because I blanked. They don't, that's not it for them. Mm. Like you just are selling a vibe. You're selling the idea of how you would do this. And the, like the director is going to mold and shape you into the performance they want, but you're showing them where you're starting from. And so I think like him telling me that is something I very much like embraced of being like, it's never going to be about one or two things that I did wrong in the audition. And so from that point on carrying that, I was always like, okay, go in there, work it until you feel like you're doing it the way you want to. Mm. And as long as you give them some shade of that, of your, of those choices that you've made, like the, the idea that this thing or this little thing wasn't right, that's never going to be, that's, that's always going to be like, oh, okay. I wasn't the guy period. Um, Dude, like, love they that. Were considering me, but I wasn't the guy period. And mm-hmm. so, it's like when I, you know, the only times I really feel it are those moments when somebody will be like, like I've had auditions where they're like, hey, we're going to run this eight or nine times and I'm going to try and like tweak these little things because those are the ones where I like, I'm like, ooh, I was, I could have been the guy, but there, but it was those things. But nine times out of 10, it's just going to be like, are you, are you the, are you a fit or are you not a fit? And mm-hmm. it's very, uh, it, with what they have in their head. And that's that's way bigger and clearer than like, ooh, I want to like look, I want to look off wistfully when I say this, and I, I didn't look off, I didn't look as wistful as I wanted to. It's not that. That's not the difference. And so once I embraced that, I think it became a lot easier because stuff that I didn't get, it wasn't like, oh, that's on me. I didn't do it right. It was like, nope, wasn't even close. Uh, if I did it one time and they asked me to leave me running it 15, me running it for three more hours, getting a coach, really nailing it. I don't think I was ever going to be the guy. Yeah. Uh, my hair wasn't right. My beard's too long. I'm too big. Like one of those things was, I think, but I also, I think get that. I feel like I'm also blessed in that I'm a specific type. Like I'm a large black man. So it's like, uh, I think I, I'm like, oh, well, you wanted a big black dude or you you didn't want a big black dude. And then you didn't want a cheery big black dude. Like, it's like there's this, 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 this I don't know. There's less minutia in it than I think yeah. people hold on to. Dude, I love that. You kind of like find solace and like, okay, this is my box. If I don't, you know, please them in this box, you know, whatever. I'll get them in the next one. You know, it's very much exactly. like that. As long as I sh- as long as I'm clear with what my box is mm-hmm. and I do my box. Like if I'm, it's, they are either checking it or not. It's not like, Oh, 100%, I'm trying yeah. to make my box wider. Yeah. So, well, whoever was that guy that told you that man, he's spitting facts, dude. I wish I had one of those people on my side when I started. That's, hey. that's kick ass. 
Tim was a good man. Tim, good dude. Shout out to Tim. Love it. Shout out to Tim. Um, cool, man. Well, so so you you've made some headway. You know, you you you're you're climbing the ranks in the acting world and the inter- entertaining world. And so you know, as we were talking about earlier, COVID's made everybody kind of get locked down. And either you kind of muster some creativity during that that lockdown, you you kind of create yeah. something for yourself, or you kind of uh, yeah. wait for better days. And it seems like you've been hard at creating something man so uh we wanted to talk today about your kind of uh transitioning a little bit or kind of opening up a new new door if you will into music so uh yeah man uh let's let's talk about that let's dive in yeah man it was like in july i think i was just kind of i had this like i woke up one day and it was just like i want to i want to make this i want to make this rap out like ep you know, it's like some music is something I've always loved. I used to do musical improv and um, it was just, you know, I, I like wrote I wrote like a rap theme song for my yeah. elementary school. And I was in eighth grade or my middle school when I was in eighth grade. It's like rap has always just been like a part of me. It's my favorite genre of music. So so you mentioned and I was like, yeah. So you mentioned uh, musical improv just for people that don't know. That's that's improv where it's your you, music is involved you're kind of like creating characters around yeah. a certain song or, or or uh music i mean maybe you can speak to that a little bit or, or not but um yeah of course it's like it's yeah it's the same thing as improv uh but with music uh and it's like <laughs> uh yeah i would yeah. like i would we would like do songs on the spot mm. uh we'd like write songs like we have all these there are all these like structures in that you like it's weird it's like i mean it's like improv but on crack because you actually have to learn like song structure because then you're mm. like great i hear music and i'm going to write a song on the spot to this music using the structures that i know that the uh musical accompanist knows and that i know i know um yeah it's a fun yeah, it's like no, I'm sorry. I was just going to say it's it's just a fun trip if you're an audience member. You know what I mean? It's it's just yeah. something different. It's when it's done well, it's incredible. Oh yeah, um, 100%. And so yeah, you know, I've just been like making music, you know, all, all of this time, but it was like an I don't know, with this time I was like, let's put it let's put it to paper. Let's make it real. And oh, yeah. that's well, that's when I got to work on the Loopprint. Hell yeah, man. And and so for those of you don't, that don't know, my heart sank uh, not too long ago when some with some sadness yeah. hit the loopprint a little bit. Um, I don't know. The, there was something going on there where you kind of you you lost kind of like the masters you were working on or, or maybe you can speak to that. Lou. I don't want to take away the thunder, but, um, no. you know, that was a that was a tough time. I know I saw you. You posted a, a video on Instagram and and. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't want to say too much. I'll let you kind of take the the wind yeah. from that. Um, so yeah, I uh, um, yeah I have been well, working on it um, because I I I had me and my producer had had a big disagreement, and so I decided that I was gonna like I um, I was gonna finish it up on my own. And I was, uh, I was working on it and yeah, it was, I don't know. It was stupid. It was really fucking stupid. I just, I was, we were, I was trying to take some photos for like the release and yeah, I don't know. I guess, you know, you don't, you don't think about how, 
you don't think about the worst happening until it happens. And it's like, once it happens, you're like, this is fucking stupid. I should have, why didn't I fucking pay $9 and whatever it costs to fucking get, you know, Google drive or like, I should have just bought a terabyte hard drive or some shit. But like, I don't know. I just didn't, you don't think it's going to fucking happen to you. Um, yeah, no one yeah, can predict that type of thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know. My fucking, yeah, I was doing this, like, photo shoot with the laptop, and um, yeah, just fucking, I don't know. I was rushing. I was, like, rushing because it was, I don't know. I think I had been having, like, a hard time with some of the, Cause I had, I was like, kind of like, it was like, I was teaching myself some of the stuff like to get everything done. And I think I've been having like a hard time with that. And then I like wanted to get this shoot done cause I had to like get back to work and yeah, we were just fucking rushing and. Um, yeah, it fell. Yeah. So, um, so you were doing a kind of a publicity shoot, like a preliminary yeah. publicity shoot. And just an accident happened, and you know the it, it kind of the the laptop was kind of compromised, in other words, and and you know, yeah, and and shit like that sometimes happens, but it it doesn't matter. We're not gonna dwell on that negative because, dude, you you've kind of like risen like a phoenix out of that, and you're coming out with something. I know, right? Cheesy legendary metaphor there, but yeah, dude, yeah, you kind of yeah. like came out of nowhere and like put you know. Put a little grindstone and came out with something pretty special. At least it seems like you might be pulling my leg, but I don't think you are. And you're coming out with something pretty, uh, pretty epic. So, uh, yeah. yeah tell, tell me about Coda. What's uh, dude hit me with this, man. Yeah. You're like, uh, you're holding out uh, on me. <laughs> well, Mark, you know, I'm gonna give you the juice. Okay. <laughs> you better, yeah, man. I, um, it's worth the squeeze. That's what I hear. It's worth the squeeze. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know, man. Everyone was so fucking supportive after, Hell yeah. Like the blueprint happened that it was just like, I don't know. I like, there were a lot of like long nights where I was just fucking in my feelings, like about the blueprint. And I would just like read those comments over and over again. And I would just like read that support and that encouragement and that, um, and it just, I don't know. Like I could not cash yeah. in on that. Right. Yeah. You just can't when people show you love like that, you can't just go, you can't just shrug, thank them and move on. It's like mm. I had to ca I had to cash in on that. I had to you I had to use that love and that energy that people were sharing with me and turn it into something special. And so that thing is coda. And Hell yeah. it's kind of my it's my ode to the blueprint and what it should have been and what it could have been and the journey I went through with it. Um, and maybe a little glimpse of the future, you know, a little bit of where I'm headed and what's next. Um, Dude, great of, pitch. You're you're killing this right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I do it. I love it. I love it. I mean, you talk about yeah. summoning all those positive vibes and turning it into something pretty special. I, I can't wait to yeah. take a listen, man. I think it's going to be great, man. You know, it's like. You know, I'd like to believe the creative energy of the blueprint is like still out there, right? It's mm. like in that same way that like, you know, nothing ever, like, you know, we're all made of stardust and shit, you know, of like, you know, the universe, we're all made of like, everything is everything. It's like, 
I want to believe that all of the energy and effort and like emotion that I put into the blueprint is still out there. It's still in the universe. Yeah. And it's still somewhere out there. People are vibing on that and listening to that. And so that's, that's what I want this song to to be. It's like, it's, it's that energy is still there that it still reverberates out there. And so uh, that's Coda. Coda is this track. That's just about, um, about the idea that the blueprint is still out there. It's still being bopped. I don't know by who uh, I got a couple of guesses, but you know, it's just this, it's all still here. It's not gone. And yeah. All right. I really am excited to share it with everyone. Yeah, I'm excited to listen. Uh, like I said, and and yeah. so where can where can people catch this? Where where can we get? Uh, it's it's gonna be on Spotify. It's gonna be on Apple oh, yeah. Music. Look at iTunes, that! Look at that Napster. plug. Love this. Love this. Yeah, it's hey, we're it's gonna be we're doing this for <laughs> if we're doing this for real. All right, this is we it. This is it. Blueprint. So we're doing it for real. It's gonna be on all of the major platforms, um, dude. And so yeah, it's gonna be a full release. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just uh, it's gonna be ever, wherever you normally get your music. Yeah, uh, that's where you'll be able to get Coda. Dude, I love it. And so, um, you as an actor, you know, uh, branching into music, do you, do you feel like that's kind of like a hard thing? Are you intimidated uh, by kind of opening this new door or anything like that? Is there is it is there anything? Or are you just like you know, fuck it, whatever? We're gonna. I'm just. I've got this creative idea, and I want to kind of shoot it out in the world. Uh, I think it's like. Um, yeah, I think it was like, fuck it, you know, especially with COVID, like it just yeah. felt like, especially, you know, when I was working on the blueprint, it was just kind of like, <laughs> you could tell me that like, this is the, what else am I supposed to be doing with my time? What else am I supposed to be doing? What am I, am I supposed to give my energy to? If yeah. not this, if not this EP, it's like, this is where I like, I don't know. I sure I, I hadn't put out music before but like I have this background and it just felt like I don't know who's stopping me dude I love that except myself yeah well we we got to work yeah yeah so I I guess you mentioned you got this background do you who are I guess musically who are your biggest Mm -hmm. influences like what what do you draw like draw from to to create your your beats man uh, I mean, I think like, I like, I love like the lyrical, I grew up with a lot of like lyrical raps, you know, uh, Tribe Called Quest, uh, fucking uh, Blackstar, uh, Most Def and Talib Kweli, uh, like those guys just like, uh, you know, my dad, my first the first time I like used to listen to rap a lot was like Tupac. My dad had a Tupac's great two disc greatest hits album in the car. And I used to just play that all like on repeat. Oh yeah. And so, you know, those are the kind of guys that I think kind of influenced me and whose uh, music you'll see in this. And then I'm also, you know, you know, uh, God get help, but you know, I'm a big Kanye West fan. And I think yeah. I took a lot of inspiration from him on making this track of just like, I don't know, kind of like that spiritual energy. Yeah, I think uh, I've kind of infused into this uh, into this one. So those are like the guys who I'm like. That's who I. That's who I take my cues from. Killer. Basically. Yeah, like in the backseat growing up, uh, my dad had a Michael Jackson CD that literally, dude, I 
absolutely my ears probably like destroyed that cd just listening to I it mean, so much of course dude of course <laughs> uh dude i i loved it and then like kanye man like about kanye like I, I couldn't believe he ran for president this year, and I know I think he, he has plans to do it again, and I just keep hearing all the crazy stuff that he's got. He's a genius, right? I think we both think yeah. he's, like, in, incredible. Like, his music is unbelievable, but... He's, yeah, I mean, uh, he des- he desperately needs somebody to check in with him, but he's a genius. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's like you... I was honestly... I was listening to Eminem last night, huh. and I don't... Uh, Eminem is, like, boring now. I guess really? I was just trying to start yeah. beef with Eminem. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's this interesting thing of like, you see the way like musicians evolve and grow and like mm. Eminem's subject matter has changed as he's, as he's grown older and continued to rap. Mm. But it's like an Eminem song always sounds like an Eminem song. Yeah. I, w- like I would agree with that. A Kanye West song from when Kanye started to when Kanye where to where Kanye is now are like two wholly different things. And I think that that's like if there's something I want for my musical career, it's something like that. It's just like, mm. what if where I start and where I end are just two crazy different places? And I think that, you know, using if I like tap into the feelings I have from experiences like this one. Um, with like, you know, even just my first EP of like never coming out. It's like, I think I'm set, I'm set up for that. I'm set up for this journey of just like where I start, where I end being two disparate places. Yeah, totally. I love that, uh, when artists, their music kind of captures how they are at the present moment or their they're exactly yeah exactly what they're going through at that present time and then you can see that evolution of their artistry as well as their evolution of i guess their own human being mind mindset mm-hmm. it's, it's exactly. pretty sick and i think those are the most prolific artists and who garner yeah. the best fan bases anyway too exactly so and then i think like you know it's like you really want to earn the title of artist like that's it it's like i'm not I'm not just like a rapper. Yeah, this isn't just a fad for you. This is like, no, this is an extension of me. Yeah, this is like, like, this is my fucking, this is a limb. (laughs) This is my shit, man. This is my fucking, (laughs) this is my third arm coming out of the back of my head. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) We'll we'll go with that image. Uh, Love it. (laughs) I love it, man. Um, Um, That's, yeah. Well, dude. this has been great. Do you got any? Uh, I want you to plug your socials real quick. I want to, I want everybody to know how they they find you, my Sorry, man. Dude. Of course, I'm on. Uh, I'm only on Instagram because that's the only one. Oh man, too good I for TikTok. Too good for uh, all the other too ones. Too good for TikTok, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Just too good for TikTok. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't I'm know, on, man. Uh, with music, man, I'm that on, that might be where all the cool the the people are listening to those tunes, I mean, hey, man. They're like. Right. Uh, and uh, and my Coda will be on TikTok, so don't worry. <laughs> All right. Be on TikTok. Okay. All right. Uh, so Instagram just for now, but TikTok but yeah, coming I, soon. Instagram just for now, TikTok coming soon. It's just uh, at Sweet Lou Zinho, uh, uh, except for no Enya. So it's Sweet Lou Z I N H O at at the front. Uh, but yeah, on Instagram, uh, and you know, uh, I'm find him there, guys. Uh, yeah. Coda will be wherever you normally get your music. It, it's spectacular, man. We can't wait to listen to that. So when is it? When does Coda f- uh, formally hit 
Coda will be dropping on Tuesday, December 22nd at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Look at that. Love it. Love it, man. Well, dude, I, I can't wait to listen. I want to thank you for coming on the show. Hopefully, you'll be back soon. This was fun talking to you, man. And uh, Mark, so good to see you. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much for letting me talk about the Blueprint and all of that. Uh, this has been great. It's just been good to see you and talk to you, man. Thanks for coming on the show, man. All right, guys, that's it. This has been No Red Tape. And until next time.